Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome into another award-winning, well, I guess it might be, edition of Conduit to Trouble, Zolgad and uh, Scoggins and uh, Chipper. Let's go back to last week. Mm -hmm. what a football week in the state! I know you beat yeah. Auburn in the in the college uh, bowl game there, the Outback Bowl, mm-hmm. and then you come back and beat the Saints when you're the Vikings on Sunday. That don't happen much in Minnesota. And what was the, the Gophers were seven point underdogs? Yeah, I think it was seven. By and the, Vikings I, were eight. Well, they might have been down to seven or seven and a half by the start. So basically of the, game. the same. Yeah. But I think they which both, one surprised you more? Um, I'm torn on this one. I honestly think. Flat out, the Gophers surprised I, I, I me I would say that, too. Because I thought Auburn would physically whip them in, into submission. The Vikings, I was, so I went from being convinced the Vikings were going to get smoked to stopping myself and being like, this is too much feeling yeah. like they're going to get smoked, so yeah. it's going to be close. Now, where I'll be completely truthful is when the injury report came out on Friday and Mackenzie Alexander and Mike Hughes were out, I'm like, oh, they're done. Yeah. Um, not that I thought they were going to get just killed, but I thought that they were going to lose. But the Gophers... Man, you beat Hubbard. Yeah, that was. If I'm being truthful, I, I that one surprises me more. Um, although I, I think last week when we did our podcast, we did it early, right? And mm-hmm. I think we both were under agreement that there's too much talk about this blowing out and Vikings have no chance. And it's like, when does that ever really, you know, not like that, not like that, like it, the Philadelphia. Uh, Win where they blew the Vikings out yeah. the title game, but you didn't yeah. conference title game. Yeah. But you didn't expect that. And so exactly. I think, if I remember correctly, and some of my listeners could probably tell us, I think we both said close loss. And I think I said thirty four thirty one, New Orleans. That I felt it was New Orleans would win because yep. they were at home, but I thought it was going to be like a field goal game. And yep. so I, it didn't surprise me that they were competitive. Um, there are aspects of the Vikings win that surprised me. Yeah, offensive line play, being able to control Cam Zimmer's Jordan. game plan, Zimmer's game plan. Daniel Hunter and Griffin inside it was beautiful. Andrew Sadejo yeah. in the slot, which I, I thought well, he was nuts. I know, and that's you know, that's where you always talk about coaching and how much you know the adjustments for Zimmer to say, you know what, they got two really good tackles, including an All Pro one. Yep, and they're weaker on the inside. So let's take our best two pass rushers and put them on the inside. And I don't know how like. We try to get that from. I was just. This is uh, what day is this? Wednesday, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday. We're Tuesday, Tuesday. We were just out of Vikings access and talking to Everson Griffin about. He didn't want to shed too much light on. It's like, is that a whole new technique change for those guys to have to do it? I mean, you hear guys talk about how much faster it is inside than when they're on the outside. So I mean, there was a sub adjustment for those guys, sure. But it completely caught Sean Payton and Drew Brees off guard. 
Absolutely. They, they looked stunned by it. They were. Yeah. No, I think they were stunned by it. And the thing about this, okay, so I've got so many thoughts racing through my head about what we saw on Sunday from the Vikings defense because the one thing, and this was not true when we covered the Vikings together, you had big guys, big run-stuffing mm-hmm. guys, and, you know, Pat was Pat was a really good player, and Pat was nimble enough to get some pressure, but Pat Williams was a massive man. The thing that's changed about this league now is the interior guys, the A-gap pressure guys, yeah. are athletes now. And, and yeah. how many times did we see Kirk Cousins struggle against that? You know, the Packers yeah. can do it. So I guess in some ways, I, I looked at the Vikings game plan against Breeze, and I'm like, wow, that's incredible. And in some ways, I also say, where was that idea before in games that, yeah. that were well, So I'm torn here. And that, and that is the thing, and, and I think quarterbacks will tell you that, because when you get um, pressure from the outside, it just takes longer. But when you can come right up the gut, it's in your face, and it happens that much quicker. That's where if you can get that interior, especially with Zimmer, when you got those two defensive ends, Hunter. And, but if you can get that push up the middle, too, now you can't step up because that's the thing you can't see. And yeah, and Drew Brees it, is small. You see all the quarterbacks all the time where the rush will run right by them, and they'll step up in the pocket, and, and they'll find a you know room to do it. Well, if it's coming up your face too, or you know right uh, up the middle in your face. You can't step up and you can't go left or right because you got the rush on the outside. You're contained there, and so that's where, um, I think that's where this line is different. Although Kevin Williams was a pretty good pass rusher, I mean he he was he athletic, was, but Hunter and Griffin are dynamic yeah. rushers. But I'm talking about in the in the interior, right? I mean, but I'm like saying that, when you put them with that, such athletes with that, yeah. in that a gap. Oh, you Kevin, would, yeah, it's, Kevin it's, and Pat were really good at what they did, but it's not like. Daniel or Everson. And Daniel is a basketball player. So when he Drew Brees, I mm-hmm. think it's safe to say can't see. Yeah. And he he looked like he was a 21-year-old rookie who had no clue. He made him look pedestrian. Like yeah. he, the Hall of Fame. Taysom Hill's their best player. Yeah. And I just felt like early on when they got that sack, was it the first drive where they, they killed the, you know, they had to fumble, Thielen's fumble, and then they held him to a field goal. Right. And they got a sack on that. Is that the one that uh, Hunter and Griffin combined on? I think so, yeah. Yep. I think it just disrupted their whole timing because it felt like the Saints did not want to throw the ball down the field. Like they felt like there was no time to do it. Yes. And so to Michael Thomas who had seven yeah, catches, but for they got some stuff yards. underneath, but it wasn't like yards, exactly. Yeah, they they got some things underneath, but I think it just disrupted their whole game plan. And that's what a pass I wrote a column today just on you know, we'll focus on cousins and the catch and and that, but it is line play, man. And same thing with the, with the with the Vikings off line, offense line. Think about how we thought about them after the Green Bay game. Yep, got no chance. You know, Cousins can't do anything with that kind of pressure. This offense line is terrible. This is going to be. It's going to cost them in the playoffs. They were pretty darn good. And I went back in the the long bomb to uh, to Thielen. Perfect throw. Perfect pass. But go back and watch that replay and watch Brian O'Neill block Cam Jordan. It's unbelievable. I saw the coaches film last night. It's it, and he the he second take, effort where he pushes him upfield more. Yes, he I think Jordan was going to get him, and then he, he just kind of dug deep, yep, and shoved him. And I was like, man, that and so that's underrated. Like Cousins had time to to set. He had a deep drop. Yep, he's planted, set up his feet, and then threw it. And it's like if you give him time, what, what have we said all year? He's incredibly accurate. He's incredibly accurate deep. It's unbelievable. That's yeah. his best throw. In, in fact, if you go back and watch, and you might have done this, 
the watch the throw to Thielen that uh, goes for like thirty yards or something. Not the deep bomb at the end, but the one I think it's in the second half. Is that the one where he gets hit on? And he gets hit immediately, and it kind of comes but the out. Play, yeah, but the play call is great. Yeah, the play call is throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So he drops back, takes the drop, throws the ball immediately, and gets hit as soon as he throws the ball. And it kind of comes out weird or something. Yeah, yeah, the ball comes out weird, but it's effective. Yeah, and and Thielen makes a nice catch. But the point being is these are all the plays that Cousins can make. Yeah. It drives me crazy when they say, hey, just throw it short. Throw that screen pass. It's his worst pass. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was. But you was... have to have blocking to be able to do it. And they, against Green Bay, they just got manhandled. I mean, it was just the steamroll. They did everything right against the Saints that they did wrong against yes. uh, the Packers, starting with showing up. Sure. Like, I don't think they showed up. And Cook makes a huge difference. But and it felt even. like the Green Bay game. It felt, in, in fact, the Saints played, in some ways, the Saints played the role of the Vikings in that Packers game, yeah. in this game, because Thielen fumbles the ball. And what did you say? Oh, my God, they're, they're going to get toasted. Yeah. Much like the Gophers. Yeah. And um, and instead, hold to they field. hold them a field goal, and the Saints were thrown by that. How much of that do you think, and I'm kind of wrestling with this, because I don't know, like, you can't quantify it ever, but the whole nobody believes in us, we're underdogs mentality. Or is it they just play well? I think that that works when it's genuine, and in this case, it was genuine. When Zimmer went to Mankato, was that 2016 or something? And they were picked to finish. <laughs> and they were picked to finish first by everybody, and he's like, gentlemen, nobody believes. And we're all like, Mike, every publication is picking you to win the division. I think then it's BS, and players know that. Yeah. But this was legitimate. Yeah. This was a legitimate. There was nobody except the most diehard Viking fan. And now people like us probably had come around to, well, it's probably going to be closer than we think. Yeah. But we're only saying that because the gut feeling of it's going to be a blowout seems weird and because and when everything but i never picked him to win and i agree with mark craig and i i've said a million times too that in the nfl when everybody's going one way go, go the, the other, other. absolutely it, because it's it, it always which is what that. vegas does a great job Did, of. yeah like you how many times have you seen them? like there's no way they can lose this game i mean buffalo coming in here there's no way yep they got no shot and then you lose and it, or I mean, Denver, it where you thought they've the got time. where yeah. you think they're going to roll and then they yeah. were very fortunate not to lose yeah it happens all the time and so um, but they had a good game plan, and so you never know. But I think Zimmer is the master of getting guys to carry a chip on their shoulder, like sure. and especially. And he carries one. And the thing is, is like this team has talent. It's not like they're a bunch of scrubs going into you know they really legitimately have no chance. No, yeah. you got a really good defense. You got and their offense was was back. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, you had the, you had healthy offense finally. The the offense that they put on the field at the Superdome is the best offense that they can do. Mm-hmm. The offensive line's not perfect. But Dalvin's back being Dalvin, yep. and, and that, that first half changed the entire sure. dynamic of that game because the Saints then are, are like, oh, whoa, we're going to have to account for him. Yeah. Thielen's back to being Thielen, and so the Saints were, well, we're not going to let Diggs beat us, which is fine, but then Thielen's going to beat you. Yeah. Kyle's being used, uh, I think, pretty smart now. Red zone, perfect. Yep. Irv Smith can play a role. So, like, that, that's the thing is you're right. The personnel of this team, it's not perfect. But it's got a lot of talent. They still have stars, you know, and maybe not the stars that, okay, Xavier Rhodes is not a star anymore. Right. But, hey, in credit to him, I thought he played his best game in a long time. Now he had the one double move that he got beat on. He played but, better after he got hurt. Yeah, it's weird. But he, he had the stinger and he got better. But he had that one pretty big pass breakup from behind yes. uh, Michael Thomas. That was, I don't know if it was third I down. think that's where he got hurt. Well, he got hurt on the tackle of uh, Kamara. Oh, okay. But then late, but it, he came up. He held his arm after that again, yep. after that one, but he came from behind him. That was a big play, you know. Um, but 
what did Cousins do for you? I mean, what what did your perception, if it changed at all, I it the changed. way you felt about Kirk's uh, Sunday morning to late Well, it Sunday definitely evening. changed because he showed he could do it. I mean, we haven't seen that, right? We haven't seen him win a big game here. Yes. And yep. so it do you have 100% guess what? Every time in a big game he's going to play well. No, you can't say that now because you need more body of evidence. But right. – you you're not going to sit here and say never. You've never seen him do it because you have, mm-hmm. and it felt like and it, it was weird because I'm kind of torn on the approach in the fourth quarter because I understand what they were doing in terms of milking the clock versus not having a bad turnover that could beat you. And was it conservative? Yes, it was, but I don't know that it was the wrong approach. I understand going for it. I'm always like, because I, I pleaded for P.J. Fleck to go for it in the bowl game, and he did. Right. Second and 17 draw, okay, maybe pass it there. But I understand this. they were playing good defensively. They had a good game plan. They felt like they were in control defensively. Just don't make a back-breaking play. So I, I, I understand it, but I still think I would maybe trust <laughs> Cousins more. There. But, I, in the, but in the overtime, they went for it. I don't think, okay, in the fourth quarter, because I know exactly what you're talking about, and I sort of felt the same way, but I came to the conclusion that that was a very Cousins-friendly idea of we don't want – we fear he could lose this game. Yes. Like, this is the whole this is the whole conundrum about Kirk. There was definitely some people, and I don't know if it was Zimmer, Kubiak, a combination, Stefanski. Somebody definitely said, don't let him lose this game. Well, And they didn't, and so, yes, because I'm with you. As a football fan, I'm torn about the strategy. But as a person that's watched Cousins, I sort of got it. It makes but, sense. But it was also incumbent then upon you thinking, we'll also win the toss, I think. Or know? we'll get a stop on defense. Yeah, exactly. Which, but and Zimmer even it said yesterday. It was somewhat risky, but it wasn't, it wasn't as risky as doing something that they perceived to be stupid. Yeah, and, and Zimmer even said yesterday, like, on the last sack that, that I think it was Cameron Jordan got him, where he took the sack, but the clock kept going. He, he said they told – Cousins, if you don't see anything, take the sack to keep the the. Yes. Uh, so basically, that was smart. Yeah, don't force something. And watch how he goes down too. You could tell he, he was going. He's take not it, trying yeah. to make a play. No, he was. He was definitely taking the sack. Yeah, I. And I, I saw the thing. Hey, he's your eighty-four million dollar quarterback. You got to trust him to make plays there. I well, what's the right mean? answer? The t- running the time or or trying to go for it? There? If it loses you, you, oh, you okay, okay, I'll give you. The comeback to those people, because I've got it for you. First and goal, Lambeau Field, week two. Kirk, make a play. You roll out, you yep. throw an irresponsible pass into double coverage, you get picked. Is that what you want? But the thing is, is if Sean, Mc, if, if Sean Payton isn't an idiot and lets that 10 seconds run off, like don't you call a timeout there with 21? With, I, with Drew Brees as your quarterback? Chip, If I, they score a touchdown there, that wouldn't... Let's say they no score there and they win. What are we saying about Zimmer today and Cousins? They didn't trust him, right? Yes. Right, but they didn't. But they would say we're justified because we don't. I mean, yes, you're right. This yeah. this is why I I now think, and you know what? People might disagree, um, but I now think that Spielman gets extended. I think this win gets sure. Spielman extended. It, does. it happens. Yeah. I think Mike's game plan alone. Now, I, I would like to sit down with Mike and say, Where's this been for a couple of years? But anyway, it was a great game plan. Credit to him. Um, I think the Cousins conversation remains very fluid. I think... I'm not sold on anything right now. 
I don't think they get with Cousins. I, yeah, I think because you're not going to have the coach and GM going to a one year last year of a deal. It's not going to lame duck. It's not going to happen. Nope. So I bet they get like a three year deal. I think you're right. And I think. And I, I'm not a capologist, so I don't know how it works, but could you get him a team-friendly deal that would help lower the cap? I think because it's all guaranteed. He... I think it's because it's all guaranteed. I don't think you can restructure it. Okay. I might, I might be wrong on that, but I think because of the fact that it was guaranteed. And that was a big deal to him last year or when he signed that yeah. contract. Remember, to get the, the well, fully guaranteed because he's like doing it for you know the betterment and of Chipper, all the And if players. he comes to me in March and says, let's do, it, let's do an extension 2021 and beyond, and I want it to be Brady-like. I want to give you guys a... You know, cap relief, and so you can go yeah, get so me a left it. tackle. Then I might talk to him. But I'm just saying, I think now, if I'm the team, Spielman's completely safe, and I think you're right. Three-year extension for G- GM and coach, and some fans are going to be like, they shouldn't do that. But anyway, absolutely should. But I think they will. Here's the thing, Judd. But the quarterback, I don't know. And I got to see And I got to see Saturday. I, yeah, I don't know. I got to see Saturday. Saturday will help you a little bit more. A- absolutely. But here's the thing on Zimmer. And I, I didn't understand all the... And I don't know if it was legit or not. The he's got to win to save his job. Look at all the messes of NFL teams around. Yes. And ask yourself, do you trust the Wills if they did that to get the right guy? No, I've made that very clear. I don't. I don't either. Now, now the one thing that I and that's, and that's not necessarily knock on him. It's just a crapshoot of these coaches and what's going to work and what's not. And I mean, to me, there's stability. There's a professionalism. There's a uh, competency with this with this uh coaching staff and Zimmer right. what he's instilled here with his program and his culture and all that. Yep. I I just would not you know is he the guy to get you to the Super Bowl? I don't know, but I I know he what you're getting is pretty darn good. That game plan Sunday certainly was. And you roll the dice you think we're going to get a young hot shot Sean McVay is like yeah. that could wind you up you know put you in real trouble so a couple things here one is i I could see that after the season regular season came to an end mike's been here for quite some time now it feel it feels to me at times like there is fatigue there and that happens with everybody okay now did sunday help i think absolutely you mean fatigue like ron garner fatigue i I mean fatigue between players and mike and ownership and we haven't you know and at that point you got one playoff win yeah now you got two that's important but, you know, that core group of players has been, been here a long time trying to get to a place where they haven't gotten yet. And with Mike, I could, you know, I think Mike gets bristly. And yeah, so, sure. So I, yeah. I get all all that. Now, what did intrigue me is if Dallas indeed was calling and offering me, and if Mike lost yep. and, and you're going to give me a second-round pick, I'm not going to hang up. No. I'm, now, but am I going to – but to, back to your question, because it's, it's the best question. Am I going to blow out Zimmer – and then if I'm the Wilfs, go get myself a coach? I don't trust the Wilfs, no. And you're right. I mean, as we record this on Tuesday, the New York Giants have just hired the Patriots wide receivers and former special teams coordinator yeah. coach. And is that where you want to be? You know, now people bring up um, when Dungy got blown out by the Buccaneers. But keep in mind, they then made a huge trade and gave up a mammoth package for John Gruden. Yep. So if you tell me, oh, yeah, we've got this trade, we're willing to sacrifice, then I might listen. But I'm with you on this whole thing of, and I said this last week, if you're going to do this, if you're going to flat out fire him, who's behind the other door? Well, that's the thing. It's like, I like Kevin Stefanski, but it, let's say the Browns hire him. You have no idea what you're getting as a head coach. I agree. You have no idea. 
I like Eric Bieniemy. We covered him for years as a running backs coach. I think he's a smart guy. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Is he going to be a successful head coach someday? I have no idea. You don't. But you know what you have right now. The guy's a successful coach, and you know the way he runs the program, and you're always going to – I don't say always, but more times than not, you have a chance to get in the playoffs. And so I, I don't know. I, I just felt like that was – until I see more evidence of this is completely stale, players aren't listening to him, or the right. game's passed him by, or whatever, which I don't see any of that. The Green Bay game did feel very weird to me. That They didn't show up, but I don't know that. But the way they came back on Sunday now impressed me. And you can't, and, and if you ask me flat out, okay, it's one game, but does a playoff win, win impress you? My answer is yes. My answer is what yeah. I saw Sunday impressed me. The, the Minneapolis Miracle game, okay, you're up 17 nothing at halftime. And you then basically defensively collapse. Drew Brees and Sean Payton figured something out. And you won on a miracle. Yeah. It was fun, but if you ask me right now, pick pick which game. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, it's Sunday. Yeah. You it, want you want now you got some breaks, but you're gonna get breaks to win. But that was a flat out win. Well, and the other thing is you can't say Vikings had no chance. They had no chance to win down there and then turn around and say, Yeah, it wasn't that impressive. Exactly. Well, no, wait yeah. a second. <laughs> which one is it? You know? Well, especially when now if they had won forty five 42, and it was just a fluky game. But this is I we this is one of the top, I think, one of the top, let's say, three. And it might be one. And I've, I've watched the Vikings since 78. Game plan for single game mm-hmm. by a coach that I've ever seen. Yeah, and he, this was like, Zimmer's this best his, game. Yeah. And, th- and this wasn't his scheme. So, you know, if you're just saying, well, that's Zim's defense. No, he yeah. game planned this entire thing. He orchestrated this. Mm-hmm. You can't then be like, Oh, yeah. now to ask my question again, I will say would have liked to have seen this a few times before against guys, yeah. but I'm still impressed. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, he that wrinkle was just you don't ever see that, right? No, and exactly. I thought the offensive game plan was good. You know, I mean, I thought the way they got Dalvin involved early um, and the way that they used Kirk offensively was really good. I mean, that is what. They did play up to Kirk's strengths. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Because he didn't have a great He game. didn't have, no. To me, especially the first half, that formula was like Zimmer's dream. Dalvin and defense. Yeah. That's 100%. what it was. 100%. And Dalvin and defense, I don't know if I'll pick him this week, but I think this is probably a better matchup than the Saints were for him. I agree. But I, I think Dalvin and defense is a calling card that wins in the playoffs. If you had now your quarterback has to make plays, which is what we saw, but yep. if you can establish a run, your quarterback should be able to make plays off play action of that. If you had sat Mike down the day the Cousins signed in March of 2018 and said, okay, Mike, let's, I think I know this, the answer to my question, but I want to ask you this right now. What's the formula now? You know, Case is gone. What's the formula? Because nobody ever thought Kirk was a Canton-bound QB. It's not like, oh, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. You got Brady. I think Mike would have said what we saw Sunday, yeah. which is my defense is still the calling card of this team. What I want is a quarterback who's not going to screw up, which is, again, why in the fourth quarter as they stopped him from screwing up. But the key stat with Kirk, to me, in that environment on Sunday was no picks. Yeah. You know, Keenum threw, Keenum would throw that pick. Yeah, he did. He would take yeah. that chance, and that's what Mike couldn't stand. And so really what we saw on Sunday was – Mike's vision for a blueprint mm-hmm. to success. And we, we can call it Dalvin and defense. We can call it not allowing Kirk to screw up too much. Whatever we want to call it, that was it. Well, and think about this matchup. I looked it up today. 
San Francisco, number two uh, in the NFL in carries per game. Vikings, number four. I mean, it, these are Smash two mouth. teams that are, I mean, Smash mouth. yeah, I mean, it's, I saw, I was on the, I was running during the second game after the Vikings game, and they had a, a stat. I think it said this is the first time since 1970 merger that the top four passing offenses missed the playoffs and the top four running offense made oh, it. Oh, Zim. Zim's like, I Zim, told you. Zim's <laughs> like, you bleeps. But think about it. I mean, that's Funny. how. I mean, Seattle's the same way. They're probably what top. They're top five, I'm sure. Yeah, the way they ran the ball, Carson. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is these are teams that want to run the ball, which is weird because we. We. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's coming back to you know, you know. And the AFC might be different, and those quarterbacks also can run and throw. Yeah, like they've got a different quarterback, which which by by the well, way, Baltimore's running is is so the future probably. But yeah, so that that's. But I'm saying, but, but the yeah. Seahawks. But this is what Mike Nine, said. This is what yeah. So it's going to be. Whichever team can run the ball, probably, and which and who holds up. I, well, that's what, why I wrote today. It feels like one of those kind of oversimplistic, but it comes down to who wins the line of scrimmage. Like if 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 the Vikings' offensive line can play that way, or even better against a really good. I mean, Saints' defense line is going to be a lot better than New Orleans. I think they'll win. I am so excited, and there's a ton of storylines off of of the game on Saturday. I am so excited to see if there's more Zimmer wrinkles against a Kyle Shanahan yeah. offense. Too. It has to be probably right. There does, and they can't be the same things. No, you know Breeze was thrown because Breeze do- does not move so well right now. Um, Garoppolo, I think, can move, but he obviously doesn't have the the moxie that you exp- uh, that you get from Breeze most times. But I am like, what? So what's the next thing? What's yeah, the next I don't step? Know. And well, a- Alexander's going to be out. Yeah, because I, I believe he he, he did a left surgery, right? Yeah. So Mackenzie Alexander's out. Sandejo played the nickel the last time, but Shanahan's Which, an offensive genius himself, so he's going to be expecting all this. So what are you going to throw at the 49ers? Yeah, I don't know. On a short week, by the way. Yeah, on a short week. And it, that's the thing. I do think Zimmer's good at um, identifying weaknesses, yep. whether it's on the line or you know whatever quarterbacks, and so. He'll have something. I don't know what it is, you know, whether it's more zone or a certain blitz or whatever. But um, I think he can probably bait Garoppolo into a mistake, more so, obviously, than Breeze. And Breeze made mistakes. Me? Oh, Breeze looked – I I was floored by how – And so this is – this is Shaken This is was. what, Garoppolo's biggest stage? Yeah, and it's a, I believe it's his first playoff game. Yeah, so this is the biggest stage he's, I think he's been the on. Only quarterback, I think he's the only quarterback in this conference – Remaining who has not played who's in, so, in a playoff game. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. So you have to, you know, you don't know what you're cousins. getting there. And yeah. you're going against a good defense, defense line. And that's the thing is, like, if you get Hunter and Everson playing the way they did, that can ruin a game plan. I love the idea, and and this predates what we saw on Sunday. But, Chipper, I also love the idea of guys standing up and moving around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which more teams are doing now. Yeah, but you know this positionless—it's become basketball-like in some ways. This positionless de- defense where Harrison Smith moves around, and yeah. I know it's going to burn you sometimes. But yeah. Harrison Smith moves around, and Everson moves around, and Daniel moves around. I think is absolutely fantastic. Well, they have a guy in Bar that can do that. I mean, yep. he's a kind of a Kendricks can do it. Kendricks can do it. But also, the thing about—we were just talking about this morning. The thing about having Hunter and. Uh, Griffin inside, 
that speaks to the development of those guys putting being able to trust Weatherly out there and Foddy and yeah. you know I mean the coaching on that on that defensive side and they got good coaches. Yeah. And development and and, and coaching and um Andre Patterson might be the best position coach in NFL. When you look at the guys they take, it's just like they made Weatherly a really good player. And now this Foddy's you, you know, think it bugs Mike too that there there was definitely a report I saw, I think it was last week, that Mike might be safe, but there were definitely going to be defensive changes. Oh, I didn't see coaching that. changes. Yeah. Yeah, there there's been a report. It started with the fact that it was expected that Edwards is going to leave, and I don't know if it was on George, of, of George's accord, but then th- there was a report that Mike might be pushed to make defense changes on the defensive side of the ball, and it was just a it was just thrown out there mm-hmm. by somebody. I didn't see that, but, but anyway, my point being is it is incredible that they came back because I know this game against the Saints was important and it was winner or go home, and I get all that, but it was remarkable to see a game plan from that defensive staff. That we haven't seen in three years, probably. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you know, we starting seen with that the, ring, yeah. starting with and Sandejo playing Philadelphia. <laughs> no, but starting, you know, I really contend this defense, by the way, is not has not been bad. Okay, because mm-hmm. that's the biggest overall. Oh, it stinks now. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Fifth in scoring de- de- defense, it was still pretty good. It was very solid, but you know, we haven't seen an effort like that mm-hmm. in a game plan like that. I contend since the 2017 season. Basically, before the Philadelphia game, yeah, you know they were shutting teams down. Sure, and after that, so I wonder if Mike, because Mike, you're right, Mike's really good about uh, getting a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and I do wonder if all of those reports, all Zimmer staff, isn't what it once was. I don't know if it's that influence. Well, him. did you see the thing he inspired did after, him? Did you see the thing after uh, with Dion? I heard it. Yeah, yeah. I think that bugged him yeah. <laughs> clearly. I mean, nice. he said, you know, second round pick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know about the defensive changes, but the fact that his job was being sure, uh, his job security was being talked about and actually clearly bugged him because he made it what do you call it crap? You know that? I, yeah, I've won sixty percent of my games or whatever. Second. Which is hilarious because my guess is his friend Jerry Jones called him and it's like, you want to come down here? Yeah. Well, you do wonder, like, because that Dallas thing played out. Do you think Jones was waiting to see what happened with yes. the Vikings game? Look at the timing. The whole thing. It's, it, Jason Garrett basically got awfully coincidental if it, as the Vikings were winning, right? Yeah, and then and then McCarthy out of nowhere sleeps over <laughs> at Jerry Jones's house on I Sunday know. and gets hired the next day. I do wonder if Jones wasn't waiting to see. I think he was waiting to see. Yeah. Yes, I think Jerry and I and you can't tell me that Mike didn't know about it. Mike knows Jerry. Jerry called the Vikings probably. And and again, I'm not saying that I would have fired Mike. But if you're offering me a high draft pick and and people are tired of each other, it happens. But back to your point, then is my question is always who's going to hire the next guy? Mm-hmm. And uh, that game plan, man, I just I I think I think to your point about Saturday's game, it's going to be so interesting now to see yeah what they do and the coaching matchups. The the one thing it, that I'm thinking about is, and this is not excuse me, but you know short week. Getting back physically and having to go to the West Coast, where San Francisco's been seat, sitting for a week and, and healed you got, up, got to play and grass. Yeah, and they haven't been good on grass, but more so, man. San Francisco is physical. That defense, that defense line is really good. And I mean, DeForest Buckner's an all and pro, they're getting Bosa, too. and they're getting healthy. They may get four back. So, and they're really fast on offense. So, Zimmer will have to do um, a good job this week of management. 
like work old, like you're trying to scheme and yeah. game plan and practice and put all this stuff in if you have new wrinkles, but also you have to realize, hey man, you're you're you chopped out one day because of recovery. Yeah. And so these guys have to get their bodies back physically. So that something to watch, but I mean it's playoffs, so you think you'll you know, Dalvin said today, he said it's interesting somebody asked him about his injury, his shoulder injury. He's like, Injury, what are you talking about? He said, I got banged up, I wasn't injured. He said, There's a difference. And he was like adamant about it. He said, I, I didn't get injured. I got banged up. <laughs> but you missed two games, Dalvin. <laughs> he was banged up. He, Dalvin, you sat out two games. Yeah. But he's Mike's a competitor, been, man. Mike's been big on and was immediately post game on Sunday on the old last time we won an emotional game. You guys checked yeah. out. Yeah. Well, uh, he said yesterday, he didn't say who it was, but there were some veterans saying, hey, knock it because the guys were celebrating. They're like, knock it off. Harrison Smith. Uh, P- Pelissero was on, on the field at the end of the game on Sunday. Yeah, he told us that as soon as, like, shortly after Kyle caught the uh, the pass in, in OT, Harrison Smith was like, "Stop it! Calm down! Stop it!" And Tom thought he that that Smith w- was afraid oh, the that the replay was going to call it back. And so Tom said he asked uh, Smith post game. He he's like, "So we're, were you concerned that they, they were going to call the OPI on Kyle?" And he said, oh, no, no, no. We did this last time, and I wanted these guys to know we won one game. Yeah, that's Not good. the Super Bowl. That's, that's what and that's Harrison does. Smith. Yeah. But, um, but I also think, and that's a good storyline, I also think what Mike doesn't like to talk about was the Saints found something in his defense, and Philadelphia exploited it. Yeah. Because you don't give up. They, I'm not saying that they – that the end of that game was not an emotional, you know, crest. Sure. But I also don't think that you go to Philadelphia and give up, what, 38 points? Yeah. Uh, just because yeah. you're spent. Yeah. And it, I don't think the start was that bad, right? They took a lead. Yeah. Keenum hit Kyle on a touchdown So if you, pass. If you, you know, if, if it would have been 17-0 before you blinked, yes, then, then I'm just, okay, then, then the, you know, they were still Absolutely. celebrating the miracle. Um, yeah, I think their defense got, I think something got tipped off. Yeah, that they found a and that and that they found their weakness. Or Philadelphia's right. like, oh hell yeah, yeah, and used it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. And and the other thing though was, to me, that Saints that Saints game here, it was such a fluke. Like it was a cool play, but the emotional high of that to me would be far different than a game that you won in overtime, but that you legitimately won. And and well and like it wasn't thing, a fluke. And going back to your point about um the Eagles finding something against their defense. Yep. You know, maybe the Saints found it in the second half that night too. Oh no, I think they did. Yeah. No, I think it started on film in the second half. Yeah. And then got exploited by Sure. Doug Peterson. They gave up and what, Frank seventeen Wright. points in the second half or seven yeah. Oh they they were up seventeen nut uh, nothing and a half. They gave up 24, right? Yeah, tw- yeah, right, yeah. They gave up tw- uh, 24 points. But then, no, I think the Saints found something, and the Eagles went to town. Yeah. But in Mike's world, I'm sure Mike does not want to say, hey, Mike. My defense got my exposed. My defense got yeah. showing up. Yeah. No, it's and, – and there might have been a little bit of, you know, hangover coming. Oh, sure but it, But it – I'm just saying it, I don't think that – I think that's a very convenient storyline now. Yeah. That is but not I do necessarily like, I do like the fact that Harrison, if, if there's other veterans saying, hey – Let's get refocused here, and so you don't, you know, because they, whether they believe it or not, it yep. helps that they're if it gets them refocused and you know on task at hand. I think that's good. Now I do think that, and th- this is where I think you're gonna have the opportunity on Saturday to possibly make some decisions about Kirk. I do think that San Francisco is going to say, 
you're going to have to, at least to a large part, win this game, Kirk, and they're going to come after him hard. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that defensive line, they're yeah. – they, well, Dalvin said it's probably the – well, he says the best front seven they'll face all year. And Dalvin's presence is huge, but I just I, – I, I'm pretty convinced that the Niners are going to have some type of plan to try and fluster Kirk. Because, again, if you fluster Kirk, the well, thinking then that, is – Maybe that's where you hit him with the screens, John. Kirk some of that quick hit stuff where if they're putting heat on you, hit him with that screen. Hit him with the Dalvin screen and, and you know – Try to slow that thing down. I try and go. I also try and go deep to digs early, or Thielen early. Yeah, if you have the I time. Try and hit him. If you have the time, I mean, you'd have to match. But it, but I like if the you know if you're getting yeah. if the if the rush is heating you up, man, drop that little screen pass right over the top of it. Yeah, that's and true. let Dalvin go to work. You know, so I think there's you know there's ways to counter that and try to slow it down. Um, what do you think of uh, Zimmer admitted yesterday that you know they won the toss to start the game and took. Offense took the ball. Oh no, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they won the toss. Oh, I assume the, the Saints had won it. No, and oh, good for them. So, somebody asked Zimmer's like, "Did you feel like you had to make a statement?" He's like, "Yeah, I like it. I do too." I thought that was like, "Wow, okay." That's, I like that. I like that. It's a good call. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was interesting because normally with defense guy, I'm putting my defense out and there. You always every, def- and every, now guys defer constantly every time. Yeah, so that was a, you know, just kind of an interesting wrinkle. I'm going to give you. A wrinkle for Saturday that might not be good news. Uh-oh. I hold in my hot little hand a, a sheet. NFL referee stats for 2019 season, Chip Scoggins. Now, in the playoffs, and at this point in time, I don't think you don't get what they call an all-star crew. It's called a mixed crew. So it's mixed official crew. So it's not the, it's not the same crew. They, but they, they still have to be evaluated, right? Yes, but I think they start to call them all-star crews in the conference title games. But it's still based on merit? But it's based on merit, yeah. So it, it's a mixed crew. So this is not this guy's uh, full-time crew from 2019. But it might not be the greatest officials because there's still so many games going on. Anyway, the referee for this game, Walt Anderson. Ugh. Let me give you some. He's, he's number one, right? <laughs> Walt is, Walt is, in my mind, the Joe West of NFL referees. Uh, th- there are 17 officials who worked games on this sheet. He worked 16. The other, six, the other 16 worked 15, okay? So these stats are a little bit skewed by yeah. that. Penalties. Walt Anderson and his officiating crew from 2019. Number one in the league, 284 flags thrown, 241 accepted. Holding calls. Now, I think this is important because if I'm the Vikings against that defensive line, yeah. I'm trying to hold. Number three in the league, 85 called, 72 accepted. And here's another important one because this this uh, in 2020 now is not necessarily good news for either team. Pass interference, Walt's crew in, this past year or season, 37 called, number one in the league, uh, 31 accepted. In other words, well, in other words, brace yourself. You're in for a long afternoon on Saturday, and this could get very dicey because Walt loves to hear himself. I guess the hope is, and this is for both teams, just for aesthetics and watching, you know, sure. being entertained. The hope is that the, the new guys on his crew are not. Walt, put the flags away. The guys that called all those flags on his old crew are sitting at home watching and not. Yes. Because um, I would hope the NFL would put guys out there that are not flag happy. I thought even Sunday, if the, by the even way, if the, was great. Yeah, there I was. I thought the Saints game was great, and the Kyle play. You're not calling it. I'm sorry, you're not calling I'm it. I'm with you. You're not calling it. I mean, I, totally, and, and no, I know and Saints feel like. Nor should you. 
No, because that happens and if that went against the, the Vikings, time. you shouldn't have called it. No, and that and that happens. That happens all the time. You know, it, well, for one, you're never going to overturn that because they just haven't done it all year. Which, I mean, you're just not. They'll change that rule this offseason, I think, because it's it's pointless, right? Yes. If you're not going to overturn these, then why even have the rule? Correct. Um, but I don't. That's you would not want a game decided on that. And it's you know what? And it's, it's, it's football. I mean, it's it's not always going to be clean. You're going to have each- yes. And guys are going to fight, hand fight, arm yeah. fight in the end zone. It and, happens. And Kyle Rudolph is six six, whatever. And that guy Gardner was. What, six feet? Yeah. That's what I said, too. I said, if you're the Saints and you're going to put a cornerback on a tight end, and that's that, it. That's on you. You deserve to lose. That's on you. You yeah. deserve to lose. And by the way, the cornerback, the second that he got shoved, should have grabbed Kyle and tackled him. Yeah, because you... they probably would have thrown a flag both ways then. Probably, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's, split, that's the Saints' fault. Yeah. I mean, the you... Saints got, I think at almost every turn in that game, the Saints got outcoached mm-hmm. and outthought. Yeah. I really think that. Well, that. that I, but anyway, I keep, I keep Walt, going back, con- yeah. Walt concerns me. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to. I don't want this game. It was so glorious on Sunday, and there were flags thrown. I'm not saying not, that there weren't. But Carl Sheffer's crew basically didn't. You didn't get to the point where you thought, oh, every big play's coming back. Yeah. There was probably a hold on the Thielen deep pass. Guess what? Yeah, but I well, want to see a flag every time. And there was another one on. Uh, the Vikings fans probably got mad at that on the on the Rudolph. Rudolph when he got spun around or the yes. guy spun around him. Yes, was that pass interference? Probably, but it didn't bother me. No, I mean, much, if if you're going to ask me if you're going to have that play in the first quarter and say call it or, or sort of establish the tone for today's game by letting it go, let it go every time. Yeah, and 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 was that I don't know if it's third down. They had a, I think it was third down, I think but. You're right. But I don't know if he would have had a first. I, I can't remember the sequence. But I didn't. Yeah, you watch that game. You're like, I would rather see fewer flags and have be grumbling a little bit about man, that was a physical thing than sure. just an endless stream of penalties and holding. totally with you. Yeah, so totally with you. So I'm yeah, I'm not optimistic with that crew. But but maybe with it being they'll they'll tell them a, a mixed I, crew that I'm surprised Walt is is uh, working a divisional playoff game. To be honest with you, how does he must have graded out well? They must have liked all the flags. You, well, that's the thing. Through. I mean, that's got to be the NFL saying we yes. want our best people, even if it's. Yes. Well, it's because there's no officials left. They all quit. because yeah, your guy. are up in the booth doing TV. Your guy, Steratori, took I know. a million bucks from CBS, and John Perry took a million bucks from Disney, and, yeah. uh, you know, what? Dean. Uh, uh, yeah, Dean Blandino. Uh, yeah. That's why. That's a, hey, Talk about a good job for those guys. You can just sit up there and make a lot of money and. Second guess. And Hem and Haw. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I'm going to call that. I'm going to call that. Uh, what's your opinion, and I came out pretty strong on our Monday programming about this, the Stefan Diggs meltdowns, and I'll just tell you quickly, they don't bother me very much, if at, at all, because he's not being – if he was going after Cousins and, like, wagging a fi- finger, yeah. or he was going to the bench and kicking stuff and brooding by himself – I'd say diva receiver, he's selfish. But I think he's wound that tight. And just quickly, Chipper, what I like about this is Cousins is not that guy. No. Like, this team doesn't have an emotional offensive touch tone, but Diggs is that guy. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of, it's weird. I mean, that, that Broncos game, Chip, 
that Broncos game, he caught the touchdown, but he goes nuts. And it was he was going nuts, but it provided an an energy on that sideline and to the fans that otherwise you don't get in that game. It doesn't bother me because it doesn't seem to bother the Vikings. Yep. And they showed one on the Saints sideline where guys were actually had to be separated. Then you have a problem. Marcus uh Williams. Yes. And it, and someone else had to be separated, physically separated by coaches. Like when you have that, and there was one earlier in the year where Browns guys were going at Freddie Kitchens. Yep. Like that's when you have a problem. When guys physically have to be restrained or they're going after a coach. I think Diggs is just yelling because that's what he does. He's emotional and, and even like Cousins came over and pat him. He's like patting Cousins on the head and like, yeah, he like I got, touched yeah. him his neck. So I don't think it's like malicious like malicious to the point where it's disruptive. Right. Like um or counterproductive. And I don't think and it's, and it's like oh, we got to separate him. Or he, he's not right. I think it's just that's he's an emotional player, and, and he's it, yelling at and guys. Know it, and like he's yelling, he's going up and down the sideline. You know, if he went and sat by himself and screamed, yeah, or went went and pulled the OBJ thing and attacked the kicker's net, you'd be like, dude, don't no, yeah. that's not. But you're right. I don't sense that the Vikings. There's never a pushback of he's out of control. We're gonna fight. Like that's yeah, where no. that's where you have a problem where guys are like. It becomes like an altercation. It's not an altercation with him. It's just him blowing off steam and however he does it. And so and he's got no I think it's a problem when get it? I think it's a problem when it becomes an altercation between guys on a sideline. That's when it's not a good well, look. If you could tell that he went to Kirk and said, Get me the damn football, this is your fault, you gotta get then you got a problem. Yeah. But, but if, if he says, I'm open, you know, I could beat this guy all day, whatever. And again, too, in this town, how many times have we complained about so and so? Les Frazier. Yeah. He didn't show passion. He didn't spike his headset, right? Yeah. So then we complained about that. We complained about Joe Maurer for how long? Joe Maurer's got to get mad. Why isn't Joe mad? Yeah. Then a the guy gets mad. We're like, oh, he shouldn't be getting mad. Now, if it's selfish and you're yelling at teammates and you're berating them, you got a problem. Totally agree with yeah. that. But Diggs, to me, provides he provides a fire to the offense mm-hmm. that I don't think or I know Kirk doesn't have that. He's just, just not Kirk. I think Thielen melts down, but I don't think that's him. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's got that. I think Diggs is the one guy who sort of rallies things, mm-hmm. and it it works. Yeah, and like I said, as long as it doesn't cross the line where he's fighting somebody, on the, you know, yeah. throwing punches or they got to be separated. But if he was yelling at Kirk, like if Kirk had come towards him on Sunday, and you could clearly say, uh, clearly see that he was, like, pointing and gesticulating yep. at Kirk, I would say that's that, not— You can't do that with That's your not cool. Yeah. But to your point, Kirk was like, okay, and you could see Kirk talking. And, and then Diggs, Diggs was like, yeah. And then Diggs, like, grabbed the back of Kirk's neck in, like, a loving gesture. Like, yeah. oh, no, no, this is. Yeah. I don't think it, it's. Honestly, I think it's a lot to do about nothing, personally. I, I But in my sense, I sort of like it. Like, I think yeah, it's a I, lot to do about a guy who brings an, an energy to the offense. No, no. I, that I it mean, would lack. Like, I think that the. Like people criticize okay. him, it's a lot to do. No, I think it's for him. I think it probably is a motivation thing, and yep. you know, gets him hyped or whatever. I don't think that's. I don't want to say that's nothing, but I think gotcha. people saying, "Oh, he's got to be a better teammate or he's selfish." I think that's not. I think that's a stretch. All right, it's Tuesday, so it doesn't have to be final. But what is your uh, gut telling you so far about Saturday? <laughs> it's weird. Um, I don't know yet. I am. I think it's a pick'em. I'm very close to picking the Vikings. I, I honestly think it's a pick'em. Me. Yeah, I, I. I'm very close to picking the Vikings because San Fran's going to get defensive players back. I think, but I'm not sure that. I'm guessing that they're not going to be the defense that they were 
in the first half yeah. when they were phenomenal. Um, and the Vikings are riding. I mean, it. This, the thing, the one thing I can't tell you is Cousins. I don't have a yeah, feel for how he's going to play. I, but I will say this, Judd. But defensively, they're coming off a great game. You know, a lot of our perceptions of the offense was shaped by Green Bay when you didn't have Dalvin and Thielen was not 100%. Absolutely. And so the offense has everybody now. I know. And so I think it's different. And, I'm, and, and, I'm with you. Um, you got both running backs now. Yep. You know, you got both wide receivers. Yep. Irv Smith's become a factor. Yep. The offensive line, I think, give, I, I really think them sitting against Chicago was 100% the right thing now because they looked fresher. Two-bedroom nickel corner didn't. Yeah, defense, that's the one scare. But, I, you know. But the game they're coming off of. Yeah, I mean, if I will say this. If you can win in New Orleans, you can win in San Francisco. I'm with you. And what's so weird about this entire thing is you can't get I can't get past the fact that in my mind the path gets easier every week. I know. The Saints to me, I want to know part of. San Francisco, look, I think they're good and I think it's going to be a tough game, but you can't tell me they can't win that game. And then if you get to Seattle or Green I Bay, think you win. if they get there they win. They could beat either one of those teams. And and the thing is too is like the other thing is is like we know cuz we were there in 2009. New Orleans is one of the hardest places in the NFL to win. You can't think in there. And can't to go win it, I don't think the atmosphere in San Francisco is going to be no. anywhere near that. Totally so with it's, you. Um, totally with you. And the quarterback. I don't know. And I, and I also don't know as much about Garoppolo as I don't know about Cousins. Yeah. So I'm not, so I'm not you know, Breeze, I thought, was going to be Breeze. Yeah. Garoppolo, I got no clue. You have no what you're going to get play there. play a playoff game. Yeah, well, he hasn't played, and and this is a really good defense. Zimmer will have something for him. So I, I don't know. It feels like a pick him. I, I could go either way. I think it's going to be close. I do think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I think it's a field goal either way. I'm tempted. I know. I'm not there yet, but I'm tempted. Yeah. I don't know what will sway me one way or the other. Yep. Um, I don't know what would sway me one way or the other. I don't know that. If you're, I, not I, swayed, if you're not swayed by now, I don't know that you'll be swayed by Saturday. But I do think this is a better matchup for the Vikings than the Saints were. I'm with you. And so that might lead me to say Vikings by a field goal. I'm totally with you. All right, sir. All right, brother. We are done. Enjoy San Fran. Enjoy the game on Saturday. Conduits of trouble. We'll uh, talk to you soon. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.